Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. Welcome back, welcome back, dude. Yeah, it's good to uh, be here on a awesome election Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely nothing going on you'd rather be looking at or paying attention to. I'm sure you have no monitors set up around you, nothing to look at over here, over there, or anything. There's not two screens behind this. <laughs> well, we'll keep this one uh, sh uh, short and simple. Uh, <laughs> there's at least one game I don't want to talk about, so that makes it a little bit easier. And Gotta talk about the hard stuff, man. This is the... Uh, Ugh. Yeah, so yeah, that coastal game, man. I uh so <laughs> I don't even know where how to get started into it. So I'll tell you how I was feeling because you were not you were not at the stadium. I was there. I can personally apologize. It's you're, my fault. It's, it's your I, fault. I'm gonna take all the blame for this loss because I felt super confident going into this week that we'd win. Okay, well yeah. Then I will have so, no blaming you and we should Keep the we should extend contracts for the entire coaching staff. It is all Tim's fault. No Absolutely, one anyone other than Tim on this loss. Absolutely, coaches, uh, defensive coordinators yet to be named. <laughs> maybe Fuquay, offensive you, coordinator. Everyone can just blame me. It's my fault. It's totally my fault. All right, fire Tim Thurber. That's what we're saying. We're gonna get you can't fire me. I'm not even hired yet. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, watching that game inside the stadium, you know, obviously going into it felt, you know, like we'd have a competitive game. And as soon as things like started getting out of hand, like, you know, the first minute or two of the game, I literally just kind of like, all right, cool. That's it. I, I'm, I've seen enough Georgia State games. I've been pumped up for enough Georgia State games that it literally did not bother me. There's so many people after the game. They're upset. They're worn out. They're pissed off. And I was – embarrassed or whatever and i'm like well i mean i wanted a different outcome but like what do you expect what what, what was your feeling like after the game um i mean the very first drive we had where we didn't score and then ruiz hit it off the upright i was like ooh, that doesn't bode well for us man i've killed too many brain cells between then and now i forgot that even happened that was like the first series of yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that was our one. That's the, the closest we came to scoring the entire game was banging the ball off the up, and they kind of set the the, the tone in the entire time. Yeah, so. um, you know what? I I was embarrassed. You were embarrassed. So, embarrassed was the, the line that kept on popping up all the time, and the one that I kept on going back to. Like I wasn't embarrassed. I was not embarrassed. But so you were. You you fall in the embarrassed category. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like we should be past these kinds of losses, and we're not, right? So yeah. apparently we still have that in us, whatever that is, losing. Should you be embarrassed or should you just be pissed off? I mean, I was pissed off and embarrassed at the same time because we shouldn't be playing this terrible, right? I mean, we got a good offense that literally did nothing all day, for the most part, outside of a few drives. I mean – I stopped looking at the um, drive summaries because it was just maybe a first down. We had five, right? I mean, yeah, five first downs. Yeah, I think four game. were in the first drive. Maybe I, so, I don't know. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I um, I tell you what, man, I, I I can add a little salt to the wound to it for myself. Uh, I woke up on Sunday morning having had a dream that the game was a dream, and that we still had the game to play. 
It's like, I just had a dream that that whole game was an entire nightmare. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. We saw the game and I woke up and I'm like, nope. Nope, that game actually happened. That one's in the record books. That one counts. I count. Well, I think uh, someone said it's the, I mean, I mean, it's fact, I guess. Uh, it's the worst loss that we've had, which is surprising because we've had some humdingers of losses. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when someone said it's the worst loss. I'm like, really? Wow. So, yeah, I, I mean, does that say that our state of our program is actually at a point where we actually think that um, a bad loss is not that bad? Like, oh, man, we've lost worse than that, haven't we? The history of losing, I'll do that to you. I guess, I mean, I wonder what the, you know, the second biggest shutout was. I don't even remember. I'm sure some fan knows exactly which game and where it was, but. I think someone on Panther Talk said it was a Arkansas State loss 52 to 10. But wasn't the, our first Alabama game like 63 to 7 or something? That's what I thought. We had that one run back, like kickoff, Albert, right? Wilson. Albert Wilson, and that was it. And everything was yeah. Well, okay, so you know we've been going back and forth on this this season, uh, and we thought our defense had come back. That Fuquay had found a way to make something happen, and then obviously Arkansas State happened. We're like, well, he wasn't there, so who knows? How you feeling about the, our good buddy Fuquay now? So I was on the Fuquay train, and I got off at a stop. I didn't get back on. I just stood on the platform. <laughs> now I'm on a different train. You kept on waiting for that train to like come up, show up at the station, and it never showed up. Yeah, and uh, it's a true Marta train. I'm on the verge of okay. The Fuquay era is just not working. It's time. Let him coach the rest of the season, but unless something changes here, the rest of our games, we just <laughs> we give up way too many easy plays, big plays. I mean, medium size every play. I don't know that game. It felt like no matter what they did, it worked. You know, yeah, I mean, we had no answer to anything they were doing. No, even when we stayed on them, like coverage wise, they still scored. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, well, so, like we're too slow. We back off and they get pass plays that are medium to long. We stay on them and they get pass plays that are medium to long. And I was like, all right, well, nothing's working, right? Okay. I mean, nothing. This may be a little BS, but we found out that their, you know, badass quarterback was going to play after preparing all week for him not playing. Uh, I don't really care if that was some underhanded tactic by Coastal, but do you think in any way that really threw the defense for that big of a loop? They just couldn't respond to that? Or is that just a stupid question to even ask? I, I mean, we we definitely didn't prepare. We definitely prepared for him. Somewhat, we might have prepared for multiple people, and that might have been part of the problem. Well, we looked like we had no clue what was going on on either side of the ball the entire game. It, I think we just gave the team a whole week off, maybe no, it, no preparation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I didn't listen to Coach Elliott's post game presser. I'm sure there'd been a lot of coach speak, and you know, we got to play better and stuff like that. I have a hard time watching that crap when after a loss. I have a hard time watching after a win, to be honest with you. Right, but because um, because of all the coach speak, I don't want to hear that. You know, well, you know, there's three phases of the game. You got to execute on all three. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that crap. Tell me what wrong, and I know they won't. Um, it'd be really cool if we actually knew how to break down football, because then we could actually tell say what really happened here. But I don't know enough about football to do that. Yeah, I mean, what what I've talked about is as far as I'm going to go. I mean, our DBs like every game, every season with Fuquay, they back off of the receivers for whatever reason which gives them open lanes to do whatever. 
it's just not, it's not working, man. Then, but okay, fine, fine. Uh, but then our offense, Quad, who I really do like, Quad. I don't want to be down on the guy, but he looked like he wasn't even. And I don't know what it's like to be a quarterback in a game. I'm sure there's a lot of pressure he's getting from all over the place, but it is. He looked like he was out of sorts. Was our offensive line just unprepared, unable? They used to playing against smaller guys this season, and they just weren't able to be competitive on the line. I don't know. We, we did not look like we should to play that game whatsoever at all. I'd say that the guys not make the bus, but I'm like, did they not cross the Avenue? <laughs> Maybe. No, I, I mean, I'm still up on quad. I think, you know, true freshman, he's going to have one of these games where you just scratch your head. Like what was going on? Is it preparation? You know, did things not go his way after that first series? And then it was just downhill from there. Like he got in his own head. He couldn't make anything happen. Nothing was working. You know, a lot of that could just shut you down as a quarterback, especially being a true freshman. And Coastal has a good defense. So, you know, don't we've, we've faced worse defenses before this. Do you think that game was over at the half? There was no coming back? Oh, yeah. That was – Okay. That, was so that being the case, that, that was a lead-in question. I knew exactly you were going to say that. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I took the bait. Should we have come out with Bekele in the second half? No. Because he did get a couple of snaps in there. He had two attempts. There's no completions. But. I saw that, but I, you stay with quad. I mean, even though the game's out of hand, we're not that many. I mean, we're five games in the season. We're four games at that point. Well, I, technically, the, technically, we're, what, seven games in the season, eight games in the season. We missed three. Right, but I'm saying, like, quad being a true freshman, even – doesn't lose any eligibility by playing, you know, get some experience. I mean, they put in like they had like a cornucopia of, of quarterbacks in there because they're like, hey, we can get we can let our, our punter kick our pass the ball now because uh you know we're so far so far up in this game. I think they did a fan raffle to put people in as quarterback. I mean, it yeah. seems like it didn't matter who was running the offense. We did you see there? You know, we were talking about last week their uh, their post game little cheer thing against uh, Georgia Southern. Do you see what they did in this game after us? Yeah, I did. I mean, so that's I like it in the. I mean, I hate it, but they're they're basically they hate all the Sun Belt teams, and they're taking each one of the Sun Belt teams celebration or hashtags and using it against them every time right. they win. Yeah. So for those of you listening who didn't watch it or see it, basically, like so last week. After they beat Georgia Southern at home, they did a little wrestling, fake wrestling thing, beating down on an eagle, something similar that Georgia Southern had done after they beat them a couple of years ago or something. Well, this this celebration inside of our stadium, it looked like it was a Black Panther mask, like, like Marvel's Black Panther. Yeah, Panther. it definitely was. Maybe they'd spray painted it blue or, or something. I don't know. But when the players was wearing that, doing some cheer, but in the background, they had this poster board they put up there, hashtag our city, like we uh, – we tweet out everywhere, so. Um, hey man, I mean, motivation. I hate, I hate shit talking and everything. I, just, I don't like it. Um, right. Mostly because the teams I've followed have never been able to back it up whatsoever at all. But I feel like Coastal's are kind of like, all right, uh, we're good for once. Let's make everybody hate us. Like we, they want to be the team that pisses people off. Right? I'm like, all right, cool. I there, there's a lot of hate in my heart to go around. I try to keep it close to this, my vest. But I'll I'll hate anybody that wants to give me shit. So come on, Coastal. I'll Do hate, you hate them. All I, right. I, I mean, I hate their colors. I hate that field. So might as well hate calling it right. I mean, I said I was jealous of them last week on the podcast. Um, I'm now jealous even more. I mean, they're I, I, what? I, how many years in? 
What was that? How many years in the FBS are they? Four? Well, Five? They, they joined Sunbelt, what, two years after us? They, they played FCS. I mean, they've, they've had a program for a while. They had a program, sure. But, man. I yeah, know. I um, Well, so fortunately, we have the Cupcake Monroe to play afterwards. Now everyone's freaked out, right? Oh, my God, we suck again. We're not going to win anything. Newsflash, I'm going to say this, and you can blame it on me when we lose because we're not going to lose. Now, to we're going fair, to come back. To be fair, every single week that I was talking about Monroe losses, I was like, and we're going to lose to them. You're the reason now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if we come back and win now, it'd be great. But, yeah, I mean, so we have a home game. All mm -hmm. right? It should be in our favor. and that We don't have to go to, like, crappy Swamp City Monroe for the game, which is good. Actually, I don't know if the swamps go that far. I don't even know where Monroe is, honestly. Um, but uh, so we got him. We got him at home. It should be an advantage for us that way. Uh, they're a crappy team. We're trying to make a statement uh, coming back in this game. So it could be a, a flip flop type of game where we're putting up, you know, 40 unanswered points, 50 unanswered points. I don't know if I want to call it that, but. I mean, they have, they've only had one good game. They played Georgia Southern tight. That's it. Right. And, again, Georgia Southern's wins, they have a bunch of wins, but their fans aren't really impressed with their team this year, even with their record, which is weird. Right. Because yeah. they're barely beating teams, but still, they're winning. They're finding a way. We need to do that. We could have two more wins right now. I mean, it really right? arguably have two more wins at this point, but, you know, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Man, I, don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Spreads 18 right now. Let's not, since they played Georgia Southern so well, let's not do any of that option crap that Coach Elliott's been uh, having us do. Like, keep away from that because, obviously, Monroe – ready for it. Crap. Yeah. But uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I think we win. I, I mean, I think there's a very slim chance we lose. I'm saying it. I don't care. I'm not superstitious at all, you know. Otherwise, oh, so, we look good. So you were talking about, like, you know, let the season play out and then, you know, you know make some coaching decisions or assistant decisions after that. Because obviously, Coach Elliott's not going anywhere. We just signed him to a contract. Right. And, and uh, But – if we lose to Monroe and it's obviously because of the defense, do you make a, uh, a change midseason? I don't know what you gain there. I mean, you might win more games maybe if you put someone else in, at the helm. But well, The Falcons are 2-1 and one after getting rid of their head coach. So We're, we're not tanking for Trevor? Oh. <laughs> Trevor, he said he may play another year. Come play, come play at Georgia State. <laughs> hey, Matt, now you're talking. Yeah, um, no, I wouldn't make a change. I would just leave him. I would leave him in. You, you, you leave Fuquay in? Yeah, I mean this this is a weird year anyway. It's not a full season. We've lost multiple games. So sometimes, when, sometimes when you drop a coach or a coordinator mid-season, you actually kind of you know revitalize the fan base. They acknowledge, oh, we're still going to be crappy, but at least we know there's change coming. Maybe Georgia State's fan base is just not big enough to really make an impact or a change on people showing up, getting excited about. We only have two home games left. It's just this one and right crap down south. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it would be good to make a change if somehow we lose this game. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I, I would say the only way we lose is if our offense still has a game like we just had, and then we truly rely on the defense, right? I mean, not an offense that does zero points, but like minimal points. And then we rely on our defense to hold ULM. That's probably a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I'm not I'm not banking anything on relying on our defense. And this is I'm not putting this against the guys on the out there. I it for every intensive purpose, it looks like it's just bad coaching, bad play calling, but bad, you know, setups for the players out there. They they're playing the guys several yards off deep, and I'm like, that's not working. Don't keep doing it. You know, try something else. You know, it's like prevent defense for four quarters. Exactly. It's, it never works. It doesn't break, even work for two minutes. Break, don't bend. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how do you feel about ULM? Well, I mean, you're already, you've already in weeks past said we're man, I don't lose. anything. I get so hyped up. And that, that's just part of being a Georgia State fan, being an Atlanta fan in general. As soon as I get hyped up about something, we have some just you know, smashing defeat or some like, you know, something go just ball bounce our way. Like hell, like last year against uh, Monroe, we're high as a kite on Dan Ellington and this offense and what we were putting together. It was amazing. And then he goes down that Monroe game. We lose that game. We should have never lost that game. That was a back and forth game. As I remember, I didn't get to watch that one live. I was um, at a wedding. A football fan got married in a, in football season. Not the hell, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have to think about it. We should win the game. We should, based off of last week, make a statement on that. I think the fans deserve – the fans have been seeing these highs and lows, these roller coaster wins. I mean, we're, we talked about it all season long, how we do this uh, bowl season, win one or two games, bowl season, win one or two games. We're staring that right in the eye right now because after Monroe, it's not an easy uh, slate after that. No. We got South Alabama and then Southern. The fans deserve this win. We deserve it. We we, we deserve, deserve a dominant win. I mean, yeah, I I don't want a overtime field goal to win the game. I don't want you know some like you know botched play at the end of the game where the other team touches the the onside kick, so we are able to down the ball because we couldn't stop them. Like, I don't want that that to happen. This needs to be a game. I don't need to say we don't need to win by 20 or 30, but it needs to be a, a, a convincing win. With a minute and a half left to go in the game, I should not be that concerned about what's going to happen. Right. We're up by two, three scores, right? Something in that range. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was, was going to say 10 points, but, yeah, two touchdowns. Give me two touchdown difference uh, with a few minutes left to go in the game. I'll consider that a win, unless it's another, like, Arkansas State 59-52 type thing. I don't want that. I don't want a shootout. I want something no. a 28-14 win. Okay, we're we're okay. But honestly, with the offense we've seen this season, we should be putting up at least 30 points against this team easily. Oh yeah. And I think I think Quad is going to be super focused this week and he's going to want to bounce back and bounce back in a big way. I hope so because he just did not seem like that, you know, maybe something was wrong. Maybe, you know, not not some covid, but maybe the guys just, you know, got in some some crap night before or whatever. It's like the varsity blues episode, I you know movie like, you know, maybe Quad took them all to magic city that night or uh, something. And uh, the guys were just a little hungover. I didn't see any guys peeking on the sidelines, but. No. So that was the crowd, by the way. And uh... it was a pretty good turnout. I'll tell you what was actually interesting is uh, leaving the game, walking through uh, Summerhill. 
all the places were really hopping and active. I mean, like, you know, not like, like shoulder to shoulder packed because of everything going on, but like, you know, there was, it was just it, a very live environment. Summerhill was, was, was going on and outside of halfway's crooks, several people out there getting, you know, in Georgia state attire, getting those post game drinks or food or whatever. So it was a good environment, but the, the stadium was good. I'm sure we lost a lot of crowds. Um, about a half. By, by half. Uh, it was a little cold. It was windy. It was a little chilly out there. I don't know if I was prepared for that. Plus the level of the game was going on. So we moved over to the university club for the second half of the game and, and watched from the windows to stay a little warm. But um, I was pretty hungover for that game too. You were? You were hungover for the game? Man, yeah, I got there. Uh, Friday night was big? Or? Friday night was big. Yeah, a friend of ours uh, had lost power, and she came over here, and uh, her and I kind of dipped into vodka while talking to our friends on uh, our little Friday happy hour thing. My wife had a happy hour with her work, was a, a wine taste, and they shipped wine to the house for to do. She got plastered on that, was passed out. A friend and I are over here talking to our other friends, getting drunk, and finally around three in the morning, I'm like, I should probably get up because I'm going to go to this game tomorrow. So uh, I was moving a little slow. So the weather, the quality of the game, and the the hangover was not a good recipe for me on Saturday. I was in bed by like nine that night. So Wow. Yeah, I saw the picture from the tailgate with the six coastal fans outnumbering yeah, so Hayden, who we had on last week, he you know said he wants to come by. I guess I, I should have assumed he's gonna have some friends. He, with. yeah, I should have assumed he's gonna have some friends with him. That's which is fine. He, he messaged me the night before and said, "Hey, I've got you know a couple of buddies with me. Is that cool?" Yeah, that's cool. And then they had more friends started showing up to Ryan's house. <laughs> Ryan's like, "Uh, what?" But we had a good time. They were good guys. Ever all of them were good guys. We had a good hey, time. Hayden was cool, man. I liked Hayden a lot. Yeah. Granted, I think that, you know, uh, those of us that were there at Ryan's house, every single one of us was uh close to twice their age. But uh I mean, Norm and I were definitely over twice their age. <laughs> yeah, they're all like what, eighteen to twenty one? Well, afterwards uh, they were like, you know, are you going back to Ryan's house uh after the game? And I was like, I think uh, some people are gonna get a a drink at halfway crooks afterwards and he's like all right cool well you know see you next time i'm like yeah you had people that were not 21 there <laughs> for sure oh, yeah if you're not if you're not going to a bar for an after drink especially when you're the winning team going to sit, hang out with the losing uh, fan base yeah i will win. say halfway crooks is a great place to go after the game when you win it's a great place to go uh, especially even during this whole covid crap because they have that huge uh, patio outside of the picnic tables and yeah, it was good. Yeah. I love I, I mean, you know, their beers aren't like spectacular stellar. I, but I, I, I meant Woods Chapel. I'm sorry. Halfway crap. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew what uh, I was thinking. I didn't, I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I like their beers, you know, nothing, nothing like is epic, but they're all very drinkable, solid beers. Um, like day drinking beer, like you can just have several of them without too big a problem. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So um, I didn't even like look at the other team this week. I don't care about anybody else. It was a depressing week. I needed I need a win before I can get back interested in what's going on the rest of the conference. The conference. I don't even know. I don't know. I think I think. Uh, well, over here on my little sheet, I got a Monroe schedule. They lost to App. Not shocked. I honestly, man, I can't even tell you. I don't even care. Southern, I, I, 
I'll tell, I'll tell our fans. Southern eked out a win. What's that? Southern eked out the win against South Alabama by a touchdown. Yay for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy kicked the crap out of Arkansas State, 38-10. Of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. The team we beat beats a team that beat us. It's, it really ruins that whole like transitive property of games. It's kind of the Georgia State rule of the Sun Belt, right? Yeah. And then, unfortunately, Louisiana Lafayette beat Texas State, 44-34. Your Bobcats couldn't get it done. <laughs> I Well, you know, Panther Bros, Cat Cat Cousins, you know? The cat, cat Cousins, we both lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the power rankings, uh, twenty four seven power rankings. We dropped to sixth. Sure, we're 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 one spot behind Troy, who we beat. So, whatever. Interesting. Whatever. But I, I, I mean, I saw. I wasn't going to talk about him honestly, but I saw the thing. I pulled it up, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'll I'll, I'll pop in here. Yeah, sixth uh, ahead of Arkansas State, who beat us. In fact, uh, not sure how that works out exactly, but. That was nice of them. I thought we'd drop lower after that. I didn't actually see the article, so I had no clue where we sat. I would have said like seventh to eighth. Uh, yeah, well, uh, well, well, man, they, they're higher on us than you are. Maybe they know something we don't know. I don't know. But uh, Monroe's still there in 10th place. So that would actually make sense. So if we're at sixth place and we do, if, if we do lose Monroe next week, then we just kind of like just, just, well, just give us their spot. Like that's, that's going to be our spot. Yeah, just drop us into the cellar. Yeah, I know. I, I know when I started this whole thing, I said I wanted to do these episodes to be totally positive, like be an upbeat thing. But I am just like so down right now, and so annoyed, and so pissed off that I can't even find a way to spin this into being happy. Uh, but yes, all right. So next week we are going to host Monroe at Center Park Stadium. It'll be the biggest win in Georgia State history. All right, I like it. I'm, I'm yes. with you. We will get a. We will have a mural. It'll be such a good win. We're gonna put a mural over that Tennessee win mural we have inside the University Club. No, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want Monroe's logo inside of our stadium. Yeah, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I also don't want Tennessee's logo inside of our stadium, but whatever. Uh, for some reason, somehow, uh, <laughs> someone's drunk doing their bowl predictions for CBS, and they do have us in the Camila Bowl versus Ohio this year so either we win the rest of our games or they let teams with less wins in i don't understand yeah i don't know either we pretty much have to win out to be bowl. i don't know what bowl eligibility is going to be this year like you well, got there will be bowls right like how many people can actually board a plane or a bus and go to a game at this point and if you can feel the team come on in maybe it might be like that um you know there was a thread on Panther Talk. Uh, you know, we chose not to replace games. That was on us. I mean, other schools did it somehow. We chose to do it. I mean, I don't know anything on the background of it all, but we chose to not replace games. But it's a two-sided coin. Like, if we're trying to bring in an FCS team, then we're going to pay the money to, to come here. Uh, do you want to – when you don't have students on campus and you don't have – the ability to sell out a stadium and you don't do stuff. Do you spend a hundred thousand dollars for a game that may bring in 10 grand, 20 grand in revenue? Like I, I know the the win column means so much to the team and to the program, but being physically responsible, I mean it's not like we signed a $20 million naming sponsor during the pandemic. 
that could pay for all this crap at all. That's what we should have done. Yeah. So I mean, no, I mean, I, and also, and, and we had we had no clue about this team going into the season. Do you want to bring the Chattanooga Monarchs down here and pay them a hundred grand, whatever it would cost, and lose to an FCS team at our home stadium again? No, because we clearly still have that in us because we lost we were playing really, really well at the beginning of the season. So maybe we should have. We could have padded our schedule a little bit. We did. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of variables went into that, not scheduling, not replacing any games, right? So, you know, you have the financial costs. Do we want to bring someone here and pay them? Do we want to try to travel somewhere? You know. To be fair, that that uh care oh, what's the name of Charlotte Charlotte game could technically still be scheduled. Because our last game is that uh, Southern game on the 5th. Don't, don't hold me to that. And then there's two weeks off. There's two Saturdays off until the Sunbelt Championship game. Highly unlikely we're playing in the Sunbelt Championship game uh, at this point. But we have a couple of weeks we could uh, schedule a game. I don't think the, uh, Charlotte's playing. I've, not, I've honestly have not looked at their schedule, but I'm assuming we're probably not playing in the Conference USA Championship. I'm not, I don't think no. that. But that's an away game. So yeah. it's not like we're playing another game at the house. The park. So Southern's 11-28 right after Thanksgiving. Right. Which is great. That's uh, right. 11-28. And then like the 12-5 was supposed to be the Sunbelt Championship. Is Charlotte good or not? I'm going to go with they have two wins and three losses. That, that sounds familiar. They're like us. We should play them. No, I think if we had played Charlotte, we probably had a good chance to win. As far as should we schedule them, I don't know. I mean, well, I think the guys need another game. I mean, win or lose, I, I think it'd be great just to have the guys get another game under their belts. Just play them. Yeah, that's that's what you went to college for. I mean, the degree part, sure, but yeah, you came to school. You're getting that ride to play games. Just play some games. I mean. It could be the difference between a bowl or no bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to win the rest of their games or be one away from bowl eligibility, but that'd be kind of cool if we both have five wins. We need a win. Just schedule the game, make it worth something. Yeah, well, Camille Bowl, is that one of those Montgomery-Alabama games? Uh, Yes, I believe so. So I'm wondering how many of these, uh, like, side bowl games, these lower tier, these early, typically early December game bowls. I guess ESPN came out with their schedule where they have, you know, 30 of the 32, I have 38 of the 40 bowl games, however many bowl games they have um, set up and everything. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if we're in the state where people are going to actually have these games. I know it's a TV thing and you don't necessarily get a lot of fans in general, but I'm kind of curious if these games will even happen to begin with. I don't know. It's difficult, right? Because bowls are all about travel and people and movement. Maybe they'll make, maybe they'll make it like the uh, the Pro Bowl for the NFL, and the game won't actually happen. But you can just say that you were like well, you were admitted into the Camilla Bowl that never happened. You can hang in the little banner up there on the back of the the, the video board, and it says like you know, honorable men won. You were you were selected to go to the bowl game that was never going to happen. Better yet, everyone that gets bowl selection gets the win. Everyone gets a win. Exactly. <laughs> there were 40 bowls and there were 80 wins. <laughs> oh, that'd be so society. I love it. Yeah. Make it happen. Use your powers. 
Look at my powers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm done with I'm done with football. We'll find out. I'm going to go to the game on Saturday against Monroe. I'm going to go to the stadium. I'm going to do everything. I go to Ryan's beforehand. I mean, I think he's going to still let me. I did like leave a beer hanging off of his fence in a bag. If I if I'm not not allowed there for littering or something, go there. I'll go to the stadium, watch the game, hope for a win, and everything. But I'm kind of I'm done talking about football right now. Okay, we're more football. We are supposed to be talking right now about Georgia State basketball playing up in Ann Arbor this week. Oh man, it's November! Holy shit! Yes, this was supposed to be the week that we were playing basketball up in Michigan. Open up the kick off the the college basketball season. So I paid attention to the schedule ish. I mean, I looked at it. I'm assuming there is no out of conference this year. I think there'll be some out of conference, but I think it's going to be a lot of that, like those schools we have no clue who they are, like the Georgia College, State University, or the. What was that? We play those weird Georgia schools that we never heard of, heard of before that have basketball teams, like non-scholarship or whatever. I think we'll probably have a few of those. Maybe a, maybe an FCS level. Maybe a Bruton Parker. Yeah, yeah, Bruton Parker, something like that. Point. point. Yeah, point. Point Point State. Was it Point State? Just yeah. point. I, I assume they came from uh, Alpharetta, North Point, but uh, I don't know. I think there's going to be some because they keep on talking about the the major programs having these little bubble tournaments, and I think that if the major programs have bubble tournaments, that the, the mid majors are probably going to find a way to do something. And honestly, Atlanta would be an excellent location to host something. You got plenty of hotels all over the place. Yeah, no one's going to them. So. You got two two basketball arenas. You got Tex Arena, our arena. Like you could do something there. State Farm, yeah. You got State Farm. It's not doing anything, right? Well, it's doing something today, but yeah. it was it was uh, maybe busy right now, but I don't know. Yeah, depends how long the lines were. Uh, I just didn't realize that we should have already been playing basketball. We should be getting ready to play basketball right now. Okay. Yeah. About to. Yeah. yeah. I think the game was – I can't remember the date of the game, but I had in my notes that this was going to be the week that we would talk about playing Michigan, Michigan and basketball. And hopefully that's a game we can get rescheduled because that would be a cool game to, to go up to, to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to cut a little short this week. Um, we'll talk about uh, – you know, go over what the other teams did. There was not a lot of games last week. Uh, the volleyball team played uh, at Georgia Southern. They split the games, uh, 1-1, and then Southern did their thing. And then, uh, so the big news is men's soccer traveled up to Coastal Carolina and kicked their butts 2-0. So, <laughs> they did? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Go men's soccer. We beat, we beat, we beat Coastal. Congrats to those guys. Uh, then this coming week, so women's soccer – Host Troy, who is number six in the nation this Wednesday. So that's a that'd be a great win. Be to come. So go, ladies. Uh, if the world's not falling to pieces tomorrow, maybe I'll try to find my way out to Center Park Stadium to watch that game. Actually, I've got no idea if it's at Center Park or. Can fans go to that? Like, yeah, they have fans of the game. I mean, I know they. Well, 
I assume they do it at Panthersville, but they definitely allow them to center park because they've done billboards or video board things up during the game, the football games, encouraging fans to come out to those. And then uh, men's soccer is hosting Central Arkansas on Friday, and uh, that's the team that we, we traveled up to and lost to. Like men's soccer was doing really well, and we traveled up to Central Arkansas and lost. So uh, hopefully this is a payback game, and the guys can come back and hand them a loss here in Atlanta. And then uh, volleyball plays against South Alabama as well. But that's uh, that's our other sports. All right. Man, what else you got? I'm impressed with men's soccer, man. Yeah, men's soccer's doing well. The women, men's and women's soccer are both doing well this season. Uh, yeah, it'll be good to see. I got, I, I'm hoping – I'm, I'm going to try to pay attention to this uh, Troy game tomorrow night, and hopefully the girls can um, pull up a win. It'll be great. Only two losses for men's soccer, and we host the conference uh, championship, I think, maybe. Do um, we? I was, uh, I was unaware of that. That's awesome. Uh, Maybe it's not on the website, but I didn't know if it was real. Maybe twenty twenty. So maybe that's the reason why they've been playing games at Center Park Stadium is to prepare for uh, hosting the championship. Although I'll, I'll say, man, like uh, when we went out there to do the watch party for the Troy game, the Troy game, mm-hmm. see the, the faded lines where they painted the soccer lines on there, but you can't get rid of the football field. You can't get rid of the numbers and the lines. That's all like sewn into this in the thing. So I could see maybe they don't want to do that for the championship. Yeah. But, um, no. I'm kind of hoping when we do a refresh of our turf that we just paint all the lines and numbers on and we can host soccer there. Why not? And, and, and other teams that play soccer, like it doesn't have to be just, uh, you know, Georgia State soccer it could be other soccer games from other leagues and other things. Yeah, I think it makes a lot more sense for us to paint on. I know there's an expense to having to paint that on every single week, but I think it makes a lot more sense to paint it on versus sewing in that stuff. And may have been making it absolutely dedicated to football. Yeah, we could pull because um, Atlanta United, when they can't play in Mercedes Benz Stadium, they play all of the Kennesaw. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Why do they play Kennesaw? Uh, Mercedes Benz has conflicting events and they can't play in their home stadium. I mean, I think it's weird to me. Atlanta United fan base would be all over playing at the former Turner Field, the former Olympic Stadium, at Georgia State Stadium. They would love it, but not not with lines and numbers on the field. Uh, You're not going to get like a a big, big game, a game that means like outside of Georgia State is doing a home game there. You're not going to get a lot of other teams that want to come play soccer on a field where they're going to have all these numbers and, you know, lines yeah. and logos and stuff like that on there. So, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tim, use your powers and make that happen. Uh, all right. I'll get on that with uh, Charlie Cobb right away. Talk about make that. It, I'll make it happen. Uh, yeah. So, um, man, that's all I got, man. I want to get back to watch this election crap, see what happens. I'll probably be up until three or four in the morning watching this stuff riveting yeah do you do you get into it like that you get big into it i mean if i start watching it i can't look away um (laughs) even though it's like super slow little churns of numbers on a screen that happen um but yeah i do get into it yeah yeah all right well uh that's all i got for tonight man all right it's All a good 40-minute right. episode. I like it. Yeah, so and I'm, we're not going to do a last call tonight because I'm going to watch this stuff. Uh, maybe I'll talk to you 
and uh, Ryan tomorrow. Ryan, who's at a libertarian political rally watch party type thingy. Uh, maybe I'll see if you if you guys just want to get drunk tomorrow night and record a last call or do something like that. Talk about the election yeah. if you want to or something. So, but, all right. Yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, hey, man, go Panthers! I, I want to win. I want to win against Monroe this week. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. We're gonna beat those Warhawks. What's a war? Sorry, what's a Warhawk? Anyways, but uh, I'm sure that I know that's the dumbest question. People are like you know, what's a Chanticleer? What's a Warhawk? It's their mascot. Stop asking stupid questions. Me. Oh yeah, that was the one thing I forgot to talk to you about. What was that? Game day, man. God, Pat McAfee ripped us. I didn't see it because I was over there at Ryan's. So. Luckily, you missed all of it. And they talked about their stupid mascot and its history. And then they asked the coach if he knew he had read the book, and he's like, "No." Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, one of the guys said like that he uh, uh he thought we were playing Coastal last week and everything. He thought, yeah, he thought the Chanticleers were playing Georgia State last week, even though they're playing Southern. And then he said, "I don't even know who Georgia State is." And then. The interview was fun at Coastal. I mean, they're basically fueling their season with hate and, like, they're they're not deserving. Um, but it was funny when they talked about their mascot and they had someone, one of the coaches, talk about it. And it's like this, you know, fictional character, blah, 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 from whatever, Canterbury Tales. And then the interviewee is like, well, did you read it? And he pauses. He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> We I mean, saw Lee Corso and I think Kirk Herbstreit picked Georgia State to win the game, right? They did, and well, all my all my Georgia buddies told me they always wanted Lee Corso to not pick them because whenever he picks cursed, they all yeah was the Lee curse, Corso curse. Or I guess Lee Corso that work Lee Corso. Ooh, I like that oh, Lee Corso. Yeah, so maybe that extends all the way down from three sixteen and eighty five directly into Center Park Stadium as well. So damn you, Lee Corso. Hey, pretty much. There it and there's our episode title. Excellent. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for watching. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll be a little more upbeat next week, no matter what happens, right, Tim? Yep, absolutely. All right. We're gonna win. Peace. We're gonna win. Book it. Blame Tim if we don't. Talk to you guys next week. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.